You're listening to the Claret and Big Blue Podcast on the Pass the Gravy Podcast Network. Who do you think you are? I am! Goat's vagina. That thing was huge. You said that, not me. Just come up, take it away by Wix. Let's see Welcome everyone to Claret and Big Blue, probably the only podcast on the internet dedicated to West Ham United and the New York Giants. That's right, football and football, balls for everyone's taste. Episode 30, my name is Mike Fish and I am joined as always by the world's leading expert on the CONCACAF Nations League, it's Mm -hmm. Mr. Alex Middleton. Alex, how you doing buddy? Uh, Pretty good dude, how about you? I'm hot, I'm sweaty. Yeah, what, how hot is it up there? It's it's 70, 70 I have to look it up again now. I I hmm. wasted all my maybe he's trying to convert from Celsius. Free. Yeah, it's I know it's it's twenty two degrees Celsius, seventy two degrees Fahrenheit with one hundred percent humidity. One like all the humidity is in. If there was any more humidity, it'd be like going over the top. Like overflow humidity. I don't know how that would work, but there, you can literally fit Excess no more humidity. humidity in New Jersey right now. It's pretty big. How's that? Um, it's 91 here, so it's a little bit warmer. Um, the humidity, not so much, but don't worry, we'll catch up. So you have room for more humidity, that's what you're saying. We do, and I'm sure that you know Houston will. I mean, it hasn't rained in a couple of days. We had it rain for like it was just like six weeks of rain, and it felt it felt like, but uh, that that was fun. I think hopefully that's over. Knock on wood, but yeah, that kind of fucking sucked. We're yeah, talking weather, yeah. We're talking we weather on the podcast today, guys. It's off season, Claren Big Blue. Hey, weather. How about that weather? <laughs> but we did have some torrential downpour like earlier. We had it was pretty crazy. You know that rain that's so hard that you can't see shit outside because it's just all you can see is rain. Cats, cats and dogs, I believe, is what they call it. Raining cats and dogs. We. Oui. But how was your weekend? Did you get up to anything interesting over the weekend? I didn't do shit this weekend, dude. No. Play a lot of Call of Duty. Hung out. Like it was like the first week, first weekend since like the like things opened up kind of in Texas that like myself and my girlfriend didn't have anything planned really. So we just kind of hung out. It was nice to like not do anything. I was like, man, remember when we just like didn't have to worry about having plans at all. And now it's like, Oh, Oh, well this weekend we got to go to this and then so-and-so's birthday then. And then we're going to go to a dinner here. And it's like, I don't not like doing those things, but it was just like, Oh cool. We can just chill and like not do anything. I'm in on that. It was raining. So I couldn't play soccer on Saturday. Hopefully, you know, that'll change. You don't play rain. You don't play soccer. Well, we don't really have like. Let's just say we don't have the most pristine pitches. So you know, you play fun. When you're playing keeper, you just yeah. But like nobody wants to like twist an ankle or get hurt fucking slipping on like like it's like sand. It's not like a great field we're playing on. So so you can rain really does a number. Like where we play at, it's called Bear Creek, and it's like a like a retention, not pond, but like it's it's. Basically, like it's a park that is used for like excess flood water. So, anytime it rains, like it, it just soaks it up. So, it's not ideal when it's been raining for a while. 
So are you saying you, you play football in a reservoir? That's what basically what you do. Somewhat, yeah. It's like a reservoir that was turned into a park. So no knee slides. I would say it's a pretty nice reservoir. Um, I mean, you could. Like, they have, like, these nice fields that they keep up with these, like, leagues. But, like, we play on them every now and then. And then sometimes this dude in a golf cart, like, hey, you have to have a waiver because of insurance. And we're like, dude, it's a park. We should be able to run around a park. So then we have to go to the shitty fields. And that's usually where we start anyways. But Did, did he give you the information of how you obtained one of these waivers? Uh, yeah, you have to, like, be in a league or whatever. I don't know. We're not going to do it, so... We usually just say, okay, and then wait for him to drive off in his golf cart and go away, and then we go back and do what we were doing. Well, before we get into the main content of tonight's show, I will tell you that I had one of the experiences on Saturday, which, one, made me, I mean, one of many things that happened where I think, oh, Jesus, I'm old now. But you know what? I'm Mm. not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. Because on Saturday, weather was like 92, 93 degrees, clear, beautiful so we got up at seven o'clock. No, wait, no, we got up at six o'clock in the car by seven, drove down to the Jersey Shore on the beach by eight o'clock, drank, sunbathed, all the good stuff. Got back in the car. At you do a lot of sunbathing? Do a lot of sunbathing. Okay. Can you not see how red my giant five head is right now? You're right. True. Um, but yeah, we got back at like 4.30, took a shower, and then I napped for two hours. Grabbed some Chinese food, ate that, and then went back to bed. It was a great Saturday. Mm, dude, that does feel nice. I uh, I didn't necessarily go to the beach or anything, but went uh, brunched a little too hard on a, like Memorial Day weekend. And mm. uh, it was the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. Brunched a little too hard. And like by 4.30, like my brother and his girlfriend came over. We kind of hung out with them, drank a little bit more after the brunch. And then like... By four o'clock, I was out, and I slept until like seven o'clock the next morning. Pretty much, like I was waiting out of sleep, and I was like, I don't think I, I think I slept more that like in that span than I had like the previous week. So it was kind of like okay, my body was like, what what the fuck are we doing? Your brain works fine, like you're like, oh, this is what it's like to be rested. But day drinking is the best, I think. Now I it is that. because you get to drink. You can now like take a little nap. You wake up, you got a slight little hangover, but you can crush some waters, you know, hydrate a little bit. Then you go back to bed by the time you wake up the next day. Like if you if you can go back out again if you want to, if you want to rally, or you can just go back to bed, you wake up feeling fine the next day. Just have a lazy night, but no, you've already experienced the the funness of drinking. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, fr- yeah, you could wa- get up, watch a movie. You know, I've already done my drinking for the day. But you've got, you got the, a big daytime drinking thing coming up on Friday, right? Oh, yeah, we have Ditch Day with the Rod Ryan show. That'd be pretty cool. So you're going to be starting drinking at 12. 12.01, yeah. Uh, I mean, oh. that's what they're telling me we got to do. Uh, the amount of stuff I got to do before 12.01. And that's like not e- – like I could probably be done by 12.01 with just work, but like I have to then drive my car to my apartment, Uber out there, wait on Uber and all that. So it's like it's going to be really tight. It's going to be really tight, but I'm going to do my best. Right. We'll definitely have a 12.30 at the latest, 12.15. But like 12.01, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for it, all right? I'm just – I mean, if The work, amount of stuff i got to do on Fridays is usually more than, than other days, so. 
work told me I had to start drinking at twelve o'clock. I'm not. I'm not mad. Yeah, I don't want to like. They'll be like, "Why? Why didn't this get done?" It's like, "Well, Alex is out drinking." Because so yeah, it's like I, did, I didn't get work done because I was busy doing the other right. Work, but like but that's drinking. like, why wasn't that done? Because I was drinking. That's not a great excuse on Monday. Mm, it's Friday, it's fine. Right, that's true. That's true. No, but it's gonna be fun. Know. Lucky's Pub West. If you're in uh, the Houston area, Mike, you should just fly on down, dude. Just fly on down. Jet Make Blue. a day of it. Jet yeah, then red bucks. eye it back. Yeah, why not? Why not? Or maybe I'll make they a special appearance. You get drunk enough, like then you can Uber to the airport, and then you just sleep on the plane home. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. I must. I, I may probably not this weekend, but I'm definitely going to do that at some point. Well, what the fuck, dude? Short notice because they have to book Friday off work. Ah, whatever. Anyway, oh, wait, what you, you you exhausted all your vacations, Mister Aruba? You don't want to come to sunny Houston? It's Exotic not Houston? Oh, it's it will be. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So obviously we have to start off with a little bit of sad news: um, passing of Jim Fassel. Uh, former New York head coach, New York Giants head coach. Um, obviously, I'm assuming because I was a very oh, I've frozen. Uh, you are a little can bit. Okay, so, yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I I pretty much only came in really to the Giants like ten or so years ago, but obviously I know of some of the history. So I'm assuming you lived a little bit more through it than I did. Um, um, but yeah, man, he's I, I was looking up because I knew of him. But I was kind of obviously doing a bit of research on him, and I didn't realize how much, pretty much, of a legend that man is. Because obviously he, so looking back, he had obviously he had what was the nineteen ninety seven season, which the turned the from worst to first, where the Giants yeah lost he was coach league. of the year. They lost to the Vikings in the in the wild card round, but they had like it was the Vikings had to like recover an onside kick and get a turnover as well, but. Uh, yeah, like he, he's like not as well known because he came after Bill Parcells a little ways. And then he was before he was like Dan Reeves, I think got fired. He was before Tom Coughlin. So it's like Bill Parcells and Coughlin kind of overshadow him. But like, to me, he's like the first guy that ever took my favorite football team to a Super Bowl. Like I would not have gotten like Jim Fossil coached my favorite team to the Super Bowl for the first time. And like, like the Giants won it in 1990. I was one so like i don't really have a lot of recollection of that you know but uh the first super bowl in my memory uh it was jim fossil that coached the team up that way so like that was that was really cool he he helped fix tiki barber's fumbling problem fuck tiki barber now but like then i liked tiki barber a lot uh like just like my first memories as a giants fan really were with jim fossil as the head coach like kent graham dave brown fucking garbage quarterbacks but i was like well they're the quarterback my favorite team this is who i like right now i guess maybe that may be a flaw in my system i just tend to like root for whatever guy we got but uh like i don't know jim fossil like those are my earliest memories was jim fossil being the the coach of the giants yeah i mean uh, looking back in the past what, 60 years the only head coaches that had a better win percentage than he did are tom coughlin and uh bill purcells so, I mean, well, yeah, because not... they had like winning records. I mean, he was like, I think he was like 57, 54, and two or whatever. 
Yeah, I think he was like. So he wasn't like great, but. But, but uh, yeah, it's a winning record in the NFL. Uh, I think his son coaches for for the the Rams right now. I know his son is in the league coaching somewhere. Isn't he? I think he's a offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I believe. Oh, is he now? Okay. Yeah. I think so. I think I, I know he was. He was with the Rams for a while, but uh, yeah, dude. But like, uh, I put down. I wrote down just because I figured we'd be talking about it. I put my two favorite games that he that like were under his tenure were uh, definitely the 2000 NFC Championship game where we uh, like Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, and uh, Chris Carter and the Vikings were coming into the Meadowlands and. Everybody was just hyping up, like how 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 much are the Vikings going to beat the Giants by? Like, not will they, but just how badly? And they lost. Like, the Giants beat them forty-one to nothing. And Kerry Collins just fucking. I think he threw five touchdowns. That was one of the best Giants games I ever watched. Like at that point, like in, in my life. And then um, before that, the best Giants game I, I ever remember watching was Amani Toomer catching a game-winning touchdown against the then fourteen and zero Broncos in nineteen ninety-eight. Was uh, they they ended their perfect season. I like when the Giants end perfect seasons. It's a big uh, thing I like, and uh, that was that was one of the times that that happened. So, did I cut out? Yeah, there? I don't know what's going on, Michael. I'm no, no, no. I'm I'm frozen, but I can definitely. I'm hearing everything you're saying. Can you hear hear me still? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Beautiful, but yeah, um, my favorite highlight, I guess, or memory of when he was the head coach was definitely looking back the two thousand season uh when obviously we went to the super bowl lost to the vikings no we lost to the ravens 34 to 7 ravens sorry the vikings was the they knocked us out the wild card yeah sorry yeah but yeah we beat the vikings to play the ravens but not only did he get us to the super bowl that year but he beat the eagles three times that season to do it which Mm -hmm. was pretty sweet Mm-hmm. Which um, if we and he also the made the guarantee now. that year. He he was one of the best Giants coaches ever at beating the Eagles. And the Eagles were at like an all time low at that point, but like Jim Fossil fucked the Eagles up so much so that I saw that Joe Judge went at his press conference today said that he was going to go back and to the locker room and pretty much like educate the current Giants players on. The legend that was uh, Jim Fossil, what he meant to the franchise and things like that. So, yeah, very sad. Um, but lost the legend. But what a guy! Right, what a guy! What a and he had the guarantee guy. that year. He had the guarantee the year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, they were seven and four. Had just come off of two straight losses. Um, I think they were in second place in the division at that point. And he was like, I'm putting all my chips in. Like he knew that like I think they had been eight and eight and seven and nine the previous years. He knew that he was gone if he didn't have a successful season. And he was like, Look, like put put the laser on me. I think he said, I think he said, put the laser on me. You gotta put the laser on somebody, put the laser on me. Uh, I'm a poker player and I'm putting all my chips in. And he's like, We're gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna win. We're gonna make the playoffs. And they did make the playoffs and they went to the Super Bowl that year. They didn't win it, but still. They lost like one of the all-time best defenses, and not only because that wasn't how it's set up now. In that there's only four teams in the NFC East. That was back in the day when there was the Cardinals, five yeah. teams. Five teams were in the NFC East. So good, good achievement. 
Anything else you want to say on that? Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. R.I.P. Jim Fossil, man. Cheers. Um, Also with Giants news that they've announced uh, their three, what do you call them? Like warm-up games? They're called preseason games? Okay. So it's the same. Okay. So we have, so you haven't got that long to wait now. August 14th, uh, the first game uh, against the Jets. Which is technically, I guess, at home, but it doesn't really matter if it's preseason or it's home or away listed. But uh, against Jets, then the Browns on the 22nd, and then the Patriots against the 29th. Ah, so we've got that to look forward to. Um, is there anything really to to read too much into wins or losses for preseason, or is it just not at all? To not at all. Run as many players as you can to see what they've got. You just, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see this year. Uh, typically, the third preseason game is when you'd see the starters play like three quarters to kind of get the feel of things. Typically, like they go in, they go out. Like you're not seeing your starters in much, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how much starters do play. Do they give them like that second game with like a half or or what? But yeah, adding that that seventeenth um, game to the schedule for every team, uh, they're, they're shortening the preseason by a week. And I, I, I would rather watch meaningful football than meaningless football. So. I'm cool with that. I just wonder how yeah. the players are going to adjust to it. I mean, they had no preseason last year, so I wouldn't expect a ton of guys to play. I feel like this is just going to make preseason almost less meaningful to the starters and stuff than previous years. Unless there's some sort of competition going on in camps and stuff. Like, if you have a solid starter, like, why why, why is Danny got a reason to play? Except to get a couple of reps in some, like, live game but stuff. But, like, you give him a couple quarters, and I think he's out of there. Yeah, I wouldn't expect like the whole preseason, not in a game, really. I think out of those first two games, if he plays three quarters in total, I'd be shocked. Yeah, but I imagine I I could see him starting game one and then but he'll probably start all of them out and then tapping he'll out. Probably start all of them, quarter. but like you do like a series, maybe a quarter. Yeah, because we have a because we actually have quite a decent amount of squad depth this year. Uh, in a number of positions, yeah, that'd be good to be good to see. Because I know I I can't remember the name. I'm terrible with names, but we did. Was it the third or fourth round we drafted a quarterback? A quarterback? Did we not get a quarterback in the draft? I'm I sure don't we think did. we got a quarterback. I think we may have signed a dude. Or was but... that was that in was that in the the last you know the bit at the end where it's like the undrafted pit where you can kind of yeah we may have signed somebody yeah. Some, I always, I th- I'm pretty sure we got a quarterback anyway, but if not. But yeah, we've got some depth to go through, so that'd be exciting. And also, I think that'd be good to get... Do you think Do you think Saquon's going to be ready for preseason? Just to get at least a couple of plays in? Uh, I feel like we may see Saquon just a bit, but dude, I, don't, I wouldn't risk it. Coming off an, an ACL, you just you just let that go. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted... Going back, um, it, it is um, John Fossil, Jim Fossil's son, is the special teams coordinator special for the team. Cowboys. So that's, I just saw an Adam Schefter tweet as we were, as we were discussing that. So, so not, and then also while we're on it, um, Sean Payton, when we went to the Super Bowl in 2000, Sean Payton was our offensive co- or, uh, defensive coordinator, John or offensive coordinator. And D- John Fox was our defensive coordinator. So John Fox went on to go to the Super Bowl with the Panthers. Then was the coach with the Broncos for a while. Sean Payton, left the Giants as their offensive coordinator and has been the coach of the Saints ever since. So literally last, like, 
Jim Fossil was the last like non head coaching gig for Sean Payton, which is pretty crazy. Don't I? Because I was watching um, some old footage today, and it was like the I think it was like a news report after the final game of the regular season in the nineteen ninety seven season, where they like made the playoffs in the last game and they're all celebrating. Everyone was like, "It's the best day in football, Papa." And I don't know why I was shocked because this was what twenty four years ago. But Strahan looked and sounded way different than he does now. <laughs> He's 24 years younger, but he was like a boy. He was a baby. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Uh, beast, man. Also, before we, um, while I'm thinking of it, did you see, I sent out, I put out a tweet of the clip. Did you see um, the, the Carl Banks interview with, uh, I want to get this right so I can promote them. The Giants, NY Giants Rush, the Giants guys. Did you see that? I did not see it. But Carl Banks, so he was, so it's an hour long interview. Definitely check it out. Uh, but there was one bit about uh, how people, especially fans, hold on to numbers. Like, this is this number, this is this guy's number, blah, blah, blah. And so he was like saying he didn't really care about numbers. Like, so he was, I think he was 53 in college. And so when he got called up, when he got drafted to the Giants, he was talking to, I can't remember the player's name, but he, he had the 53 number. He was like, oh, I, you're 53 in college? I'll sell you my number, 53, for $30,000. And Carl Banks was like, uh, no, I'm good, thanks. And he just went to the, the, the guy who hands Equipment out the manager. Equipment uh, manager. Equipment manager, yeah. And he was just like, hand me a jersey. And whatever number it is, that's going to be my number. And he said, it's 58. Perfect. 58 is my number. And then the guy we drafted this year, again, you're going to have to be there for names. Uh, Actual, uh, Aziz Ajilari? No, it's, I can't remember who it was, but he, he got given number 58 this year. And I can't remember his name. But anyway, he was saying, that I, I saw on social media, everyone's like losing their minds. So you can't have 58, that's Carl Banks' number, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, that ain't my fucking number. <laughs> that's anyone's number, I don't give a shit. And Tony Pierce was 58, yeah. But he was like, I don't give a shit about my number. I have it. <laughs> People are going nuts. But he's, he seems like a really funny guy. Mr. Yeah, Carl he does. Banks. Another legend. But he, was, he, did, he did say that, um... oh my God, I am... Mine, the Giants player, he wrestled at WrestleMania. Um, Lawrence again, Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. He did say Lawrence Taylor definitely has a claim to his number. No one should have Lawrence Taylor's number. That's true. Unless they ask. But yeah. And Eli now. Eli. We're going to retire Eli's number, I think. We should. Nobody better wear 10. See, it's about, see, my whole thing about retiring numbers is like, at what surely if you keep doing it at some point you're just gonna run out of numbers and then everyone's gonna have to start at like 100 and 101 yeah look at the yankees there's like no single digit numbers available for them um i think maybe one is actually like the number one but uh, like, i like i think like eli's the best quarterback in team history you retire eli's number if phil sims has his number retired you retire eli's number eli is retireable i understand what you're saying where it's like like, like Lawrence taylor was maybe the like I think the greatest linebacker of all time. A lot of people also agree with me. Um, when you're in that kind of discussion, yeah, your number should be retired, in my opinion. Uh, just if, you, if you're the, 
what Eli did to the franchise, like for the franchise, like Eli earned it. But it's like, is there going to be like a time frame on like when you retire it? Because what if, and I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'd love to say that, but what if, never mind, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. I was going to say, oh, we retire it, but then, oh, this quarterback's way better. Maybe we should unretire that number and give it to him. Well, they do that. Uh, Des Bryant wore Michael Irvin's number, and now what's his face? The other fuck face on the Cowboys. He's got 88 also. Wait, so they... they Stady Lamb. They've unretired <laughs> The Ring of Honor, it's like 88, and then he was like... Des Bryant was like, hey, can I uh, wear 88? And Michael Irvin said that was cool, and then he did. And then C.D. Lamb, I think, is 88 now. Oh, but the, the, the guy whose shirt number was retired gave them permission to do it. I believe so. Oh, okay. I guess that's different then, I guess. Good for it, but Des Bryant... Why would you unretire your shirt for him? I don't know. I thought it was going to be really good. Maybe. Maybe one day. Um, let's talk about a little bit of West Ham. Unless there's anything that's popped that's, in your head that's about all Giants. That's I got, Giants. Was it 90, 96 days left till the regular season kicks off or something? Yeah, we had media day this week. And it's just kind of cool seeing like the... like the names are thrown out there. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty solid uh, defense. Pictures of our defense look pretty scary. So I'm feeling pretty stoked about this season. Was it when, was it when Kenny G got asked about Daniel Jones? He was like, that's my boy. Yeah. And then Daniel was absolutely fucking slinging it at their, uh, little, is it OTAs or whatever it is? The little practices they're doing now. And some drills and Galladay was just he is as advertised. Stay healthy and we're fucking shit up this year, guys. The only thing coming out of those though, that seems to be needs to be addressed is uh Tony's cleats. Apparently he can't find one that's fit, so he was falling all over the place, apparently. He gets a leave out. But uh he can also throw the ball really far too. I saw him throw the ball like, yeah, I saw that video when he, yards. So uh maybe and then turned around and slinged it back. Like, I, I would say that like a wide receiver screen pass is possible this year. Oh, yeah. I, that Keep could an be eye saying, out. Can you put money on that? Like saying, hey, um, I'm going to bet Darius Tony is going to throw a touchdown pass. I, I would I would like to look for that. Yeah, like over under one, like half a touchdown pass from Kadarius Tony this year. I'd take the over on it just to fucking... See whatever the payout. The payout has to be pretty great. Yeah. That's going to be worth 10, 20 bucks on that show. I'm going to write that down to see if I can find out. Gravy Gambles. All right. Uh, all right. West Ham. Some West Ham news. So we've actually got before the window. I think the window officially opens in 34 minutes, if I'm correct. Oh, nice. Transfer window where we have signed Pierre Equa from Chelsea, 19-year-old. Uh, he French? Play... Mm, Pierre. I was, I was assuming he might be French. Ooh la la, he is French, indeed. Is Obama Yang French? Obama Yang. Ooh, I believe he was, but did he not switch allegiances? Look it up, Look it up. Google it. Um, 
but yeah, so he plays like in a holding midfield role. He can play centre back. Apparently, apparently he's pretty good. But... What? What? Oh, okay. He was born in France. He was born in France. Yeah, that's what he yeah. is. A oh, Gabonese. Oh, he plays I don't know what Gabonese. Is that a country? It's a country in Africa. Ah, I don't know. G a b o n Gabon. Gabon. Uh, his name is Pierre Emmerich Emiliano Francois Aubameyang. And I was like, there's no way that guy's not French. His name is Francois. Francois. He's got Francois in his name, and he has 47 names. Like, okay. He's born in France, but yeah, I guess he, just for national purposes, he plays for Gabon. Yeah. He, You'd think well, he'd be able to crack the French squad. Been, yeah, you'd like to think so. But I guess if I mean, he doesn't turn up for, with a name like Francois, he definitely turns up for training on a little bicycle with a beret on, and he's smoking like a like a, a cigarette. Well, it was like well, it was thin one, little <laughs> thin, <laughs> with a baguette in his back in his back pocket. He just scores a goal and walks up to the goalkeeper. I pity you. I guess they do have a pretty solid uh, a group of people up up front. For France with Mbappe and is it Gerard? Not Gerard, uh, Giroud. Giroud. And then they got Griezmann. Yeah, okay, that's that's a lot of guys. So maybe he wanted to play the whole time. He wanted to be a starter. Probably the best player on the, the Gabonese team. So didn't our, your favorite French-ish player, Sebastian Elia, didn't he switch allegiances as well? It's like Ivory Coast or something like that. Yeah. But and apparently, did did it ever come through? Did Antonio officially switch his allegiance to Jamaica? I don't know. I seem to remember reading that. Maybe I'm I'm not mad. I'm pretty sure that came up. Um, but another signing that we could be making, hopefully, potentially soon. A word on the street: Jesse Lingard has said that he wants to sign long term with West Ham. However. He doesn't want to do it unless David Moyes is the manager. So until David Moyes puts his signature on the dotted line, uh, no Jesse Lingard. Which he will do, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's got to be. I don't see why he wouldn't. But unless the two Davids, the Dildo brothers, as they're affectionately known, don't offer him something because he, he, I think he definitely needs money to spend in the summer. And if they're not going to offer it to him, but I think that he's definitely earned some money to spend over the summer because what they're going to get an extra, what, 30 million for you from the Europa League? So um, I hope, I, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping it's just because if I all I've heard is like, I think it was like 10 days ago or no, it's July, June 1st, where I saw oh, it's it's signed, but they were going to announce it later this week and then nothing happened. So I'm like, oh. We shall see, but hopefully. I'm not seeing Antonio. Yeah, I'm not seeing Antonio on the Jamaican squad, but I don't know if he, I I don't know. He may be. I mean, I'm no expert on a Jamaican national team, but. I would assume he's he's up there. Yeah, I imagine if he's available, they're going to pick him up. Seems like a solid play on their part. But Jamaica... Well known for 
Step thing okay over there? Yeah. That's oh, no, my, my girlfriend's printing something. You're good, you're good, you're good. Is it super loud? <laughs> no, but... No, it's not I mean, bad. Is that printer from the 80s? No, she, like, has, like, a... <laughs> it's, like, a vinyl cutter and everything like that. You can print stickers Ooh. and all kinds of stuff. She's got her own business, so... That's what she's Speak, Speaking of which, before we get into the whole CONCACAF situation, imagine, this would be a seamless plug, imagine, oh, my car is a little bit smelly and I would like to get some car air fresheners. Where, oh, where would be a great place to buy oh, those online? If, if you're looking for air fresheners, I'd probably go to littleemshop.com, littleemshop.com. That's where I'd go. Wow, and they yeah. have they're custom as well. They they look fantastic. They are pretty great, and they that's in the great, biz. They start from as little as like two three dollars, ridiculous yeah. price for like three you months of fresh it. smell. Fresh smell, yeah. You can't put a price on three months of nice smelling car, but three dollars. But if you had to, yeah, it's under it's under three bucks. Like you. People out there spend $8 a day at Starbucks. You can't spend mm-hmm. $1 a month to make your car smell nice. Who are you? So I'm saying. So I'm Shame saying. on you. Gotta, gotta <laughs> just shame people to go to littlemshop.com. Do it now. They also got keychains and stuff there too. Keychains and stickers. So go check them out. Littleemshop.com. Boom. Um, also, while we're promoting stuff, why not? Make sure you go to merch.cbvpod.com where you can still pick up the very popular Viva La Dime shirt, especially as we're working up to the main season. The Dimes revolution is beginning. Um, and who is he going to throw to? Obviously, Kenny G, which we didn't have anything for because someone beat us <laughs> to it, which would have been a really good T-shirt. So instead, we went for My Little Tony. Also a great T-shirt. Uh, so go to merch.cbvpod dot com if you're not a giant fan and you're a west ham fan psh, no problem pow uh get your <laughs> show your love for ben rama and the under volcanoes merch.cbbpod.com so you alex middleton are wearing with pride that usa shirt yeah did, i am buddy did did team usa the men's national team did they accomplish anything recently uh the world's national team yeah they won the concaf nations league so we're pretty much the best team in the world which when you text Beat that mexico to me, no big deal our rival when you text that to me and i was i was about to argue that why usa weren't better than the european elite but well, then they are but then they you are. came back with a pretty watertight argument which was like France have never won the CONCACAF Nation League. Germany mm-hmm. have never won it. Brazil haven't won it. England certainly haven't won it. I mean, Makes you think. Who's the real hero here? You know, Who's really the good team? Without, uh, without those trophies in your case, how can you say, yeah, a World Cup is nice, cool. A couple World Cups, wow, Brazil. How many CONCACAF Nations League championships do you have? So I think I, think I speak for everyone here on this show, and I say that, that's what really matters. Is Concacaf Nations League championship titles, not the I World mean, Cup. And since you are such a that's huge, for the ladies, such a huge USA 
national team fan. Die hard. Why don't you break down their route to the final for us there, Alex? Um, we don't need to. <laughs> we need to. We don't need to. They did what they had to do. And, uh, you know, I was proud of the boys. They went out there and they played well. And I, I knew know. like seven of the players. So that was cool. We would do like two goalies. Polisic. Um, Reggie Cannon, DeAndre Yedlin, Tyler Adams. Um, Weston, was it Weston McKenna? McKinney? Weston McKinney? One of those. Um, and then Acosta. A I think we had a guy named Areola somewhere on the team. Lots I don't know if he Areolas. played. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I remember that guy. Yeah, that's about it. That's that's about it. We had like a Reno guy, so that was cool. Uh, we won. We won. We beat Mexico 3-2, extra time. And, um, I mean, I didn't really pay attention to the names, Mike, because, you know, soccer is a team game. And I was more focused on, you know, the team. I wasn't focused on each individual name that was there. So that was really what it was. And, yeah, we, uh, we beat Mexico, who obviously – is now the second best team in uh, in North American soccer. And from what I saw, they took the defeat very well and very graciously. The, oh, uh, no, they fans. didn't. You know what? They like say what you want about Americans, but we don't throw bottles at games. <laughs> we, we don't say inappropriate things to players at games, all right? So, hey, clear, clear our names on that one. At least we didn't at that specific Americans okay. don't throw bottles at players unless you stamp on a cartoon leprechaun. In this specific instance, they didn't, that I know of. They were very well behaved this game. I mean, I'm not going to say much, because if you want to go back to the history of how fans handled themselves at games, probably England it's true. may be a little bit... Uh, just, just the entire sport in general of soccer has not been... I would say the worst. They've been the worst probably about not saying inappropriate shit to players or just behavior. Yeah. But <laughs> to be on a slightly serious note, though, do you think that the progression... That we're going to win the World Cup? I do. I do think we're going to win the World Cup. Yes. The pro- the pro- have you even qualified yet? I don't know. Doesn't matter. We're going to win it. But the progression of American football or American soccer, whatever, he's almost going to eventually become a detriment of the MLS because if you look at the U.S. national team, which I can't do, but pretty much three or four of their top players are all now playing in Europe. you got one at Chelsea, one at Barcelona, I think one at Juventus. Like, is it going to be a case of now, if you have any talent and you're American, you fuck off to Europe as soon as possible, um, I mean, like, that's where the money is, dude. Like, the MLS just doesn't have the ability to do it. Okay, I just pulled up a list of U.S. men's national team, like, guys that are abroad. I'm just going to say, like, the, like, Bundesliga, like, like big leagues. Um, at Tyler Adams is RB Leipzig in Germany. Um, John Brooks is in Wolfsburg. Cameron Vicker Carters is in Bournemouth, although I guess they got – Relegated. Um, Conrad De La Fuente is Barcelona's, or as the B squad. Never mind. Uh, Sergio Dest is is the is on the Barcelona squad though. Uh, we is got Daryl. Right right? Is he right back? Who? D- 
Daryl DK, he's the guy I said that I wanted West Ham to take a look at from Barnsley. He, yeah, he's in Barnsley, which I know is championship, but still. What, what were you saying? I was going to say that the Barcelona guy, he's their right back, right? Is he right back? Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, Linden Gooch, one of my favorite players on FIFA when I tried to bring Sunderland to the Premier League. He plays in, I mean, that's two leagues down, but still, whatever, Sunderland. doesn't matter. Sunderland? Su- Sund- is it Sunderland? S U N Sun 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 I don't know. I thought that was like the British way to say it, it was Sunderland. Um, Owen Otasawi, he's on Wolverhampton. Didn't know that. Eric Palmer Brown is on Manchester City. Pul- Pulisic, Tim Ream is on Fulham. So basically, I could name everybody on the team, but we got a bunch of guys that are on like, you know, top upper level or near upper level European teams and. Those guys, like just the quality of play. You're not going to get better if you're playing against worse guys. Like, shout out Landon Donovan for me. Like, I mean, he he even came over to the Premier League, but he's like, I got him. I'm going to make my money just in the the, the MLS. Like, I'm just going to be the best MLS player of all time and do that. I, I just like, yeah, it's a detriment to the MLS. And honestly, trying to watch a couple of like Dynamo games here locally um, after watching West Ham, just like it's fucking minor league that's uh, it's just i mean i know it technically is anyways but it's just like it's not even the same sport it doesn't feel like i mean so the less mls players the better we're going to be doing correct (laughs) right that's the way to think about it because yeah up until now like the last few years i think the only i think you had a couple that was but pretty much just only goalkeepers that seem to american goalkeepers tim howard uh brad friedel is it brad friedel peter guzan yeah, American goalkeepers have seems to do very well in uh, in Europe over the years, but now you're getting out into the rest of the field. Uh, Actually, America's not made a history of saving European countries' asses. I don't know if you know that. It's a good segue. It's a good, it's a good connection. We're talking war now, everybody. No, we're not. Um, speaking of American goalkeepers, where's the where's your progress? Have you heard from the Houston no, Dynamos yet? I have not, and they've actually been playing well, so I doubt I'm going to. Son of a bitch. But I got to look at might, the USL. They might be playing well now, but imagine how well they would play if they had you in goal. Yeah. Shout out every game. Maybe. Shout out. Uh, finally, next, well, from next week, we have, I, I didn't even realize until today, we have so much football to talk about um, because on Friday, Euro 2021 begins. And then on Sunday, Copa America begins. Which is which... my second favorite tournament so, after the CONCACAF Nations League. Did you see my tweet from earlier about like the lineup from Sunday? No. So on Sunday, if you so wished, 9 a.m. Well, okay, this is Eastern Standard Time, so it's dock an hour for you. But 9 a.m., England versus Croatia. 12 p.m., Austria versus North Macedonia. It's going to be a classic. Uh, Mm -hmm. 3 p.m., Netherlands versus Ukraine. Yamalenko. He had two goals the other day. He did. And then straight after that game at 5 o'clock, you have Brazil versus Venezuela. And then 8 p.m., Colombia versus Ecuador. 
That's a hell of a lot of football. If and the Czech so Republic inclined. is going to win it all, though. People forget that. You heard it here first. We're cashing checks this week, guys. Or two weeks from now, right? Is uh, it two weeks? Is this the World Cup like what World Cup length? So yeah, I think it's three three weeks. Okay, I was close. Eleventh, I think it's June eleventh to July third or something. I don't know. I can't but yeah, as an England fan, Mike, uh, I gotta I gotta wonder like how happy are you that Team USA is not competing in the Euros? I think like well, how how much of a relief is that to you? Personally. I I think it definitely helps our chances of winning because mm-hmm. obviously if if USA were in the Euros then reigning champions why, you know why would we even bother turning up because it's just a foregone conclusion that the US mm-hmm. are going to win so I think okay it's, so it's, I'm glad that that, that I, I wasn't reading it off you know I'm glad that everybody else feels that way also yeah no I, I think I think this is definitely a good opportunity for England to to win a trophy because come the World Cup next year again foregone conclusion the usa is going to win it in Probably. in where is that that's 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 the Qatar, the qatar world cup so that's annoying because that's <laughs> going to be the world cup that's going to be in december oh fuck i didn't think about that yeah oh that's gonna suck what are we gonna do in the summer then did they did they not think about us what about America, guys? They're right. not thinking. They're not thinking. Okay, like, oh, it's going to be too Real hot. Real cool, guys. And the players won't be able to play football because it's too hot in Qatar in the summer. Whatever. And you know what? I'm going to take a stand by boycotting the games now. But only the games that I don't watch, which yeah. may or may not be all of them. But We're going to have it, a hard It might stance. be. We at Claret and Big Blue are going to officially boycott the boring games. Boycotting like, all of the games we don't watch. Yeah. It wasn't because we didn't watch them. It was just because we were boycotting them. Yeah, it wasn't Not because we were busy with other stuff. Or forgot to watch them. It's, it's a hard stance. We boycott that game. Yeah. So if you'd like to join, let's all band together, guys. We'll start a movement. Boycott the games you forget to watch. Mm-hmm. Stand together. Uh, on that note, I finished my beer. I finished so, mine as well. Is anything else you'd want to discuss before we wrap this up and look forward to our international flavor episodes next week? Because we're never going to talk about Copa America. I'm just going to bet a lot, man. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, not I guess I'm at Alex J Middleton, but um, I also have my my podcast, Pass the Gravy. Does we have like a gambling Twitter that just every day we tweet out our picks for the day. That's all it is. Like we're not saying we're good at it. We're not saying we're bad at it. We're just saying this is what I'm betting. If you'd like to tail that, then uh, go ahead. If you want to follow some of the the Euro picks, we'll be doing um, at Gravy Gambles. That's all it is. And I am at Mr. Mike Fish. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at CBBPod. Um, other podcasts that we do tomorrow, new episode of Past the Gravy. Uh, any spoilers or inside knowledge that you, what you're talking about tomorrow? Um, well, we will be recording on 6-9 day, so happy 69 to everybody. 
I feel like we should have to wait till we can start at six nine four twenty. So like we may need to delay our recording regardless, but I think that might only be funny to the three of us. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about the USFL is rebooting. They're bringing that back. We'll talk about that a little bit, and then uh, we'll answer your questions. Tell you what's not cool for the weekend. I'm gonna try and come up with some crazy inventions. And then obviously on my other one, I've got another episode of Waffle Box. Nice uh, coming tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what Kush is gonna speak about, but I saw there's. Uh, Chicken nugget that sold for nearly $100,000, which I have something to talk about that. And also, I don't know if you saw this about a woman had her wallet returned to her after she lost it 46 years ago. Wow. It's, That's uh, pretty crazy. There's more to that story, which I'm obviously going to go into. But, you know, you have, I want to give a, give a little bit, leave the people wanting more. Nice waffle, tease. Waffle Box. Uh, follow that at Waffle Box Pod. P-O-D. And obviously your pasta gravy, P-O-D. Mm-hmm. And all the good stuff. Uh, join us next week, live Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, where we are again talking about international football. Uh, that's about it, really, I think. That's all it good? is, yeah. We're good. Um, until next week, obviously, don't forget... Seahorses forever. And we'll see you next Tuesday.